Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. Do you have two hours to organize your business? Especially if you want more business. This is how you organize your marketing strategy. It's two hours and it's what top agents do. This is not digging a ditch. This is easy work. Easy, easy work. I want to talk about your SOI annual database contact plan. How do we plan that out? And I find that this is where a lot of agents fail, man. They may get their SOI database together. They may grow it like we've already talked about. They may contact their strongest advocates and get a a group of people with their, their contact information in their SOI database. All the people they know that might know them by name, but then we don't really do anything with it. You know, maybe around Christmas, we we send out some Christmas cards or sports magnet calendars, you know, in the spring or something, you know, and so it's an occasional do something with it, which is not going to get the results that we expect from your SOI. And like we've talked about, all top agents at some point in their career, when they season and they mature and they're reaching the apex of their career, they'll all tell you they get the bulk of their business from their sphere of influence. Because it's very hard to go and hunt down and chase it from people you don't know forever. You'll tend to burn out on that. It's exhausting. Most people like it when it comes back to them. So to do that, you've got to stop hunting and chasing. That's why it's nice to have a plan together, the majority of which can be put on autopilot. So then you're just out there making contact, staying first of mind as people raise their hand and make themselves known. So putting together that plan is where most people get stuck. So here's what we call for. You know, with the advent of of social media, it has really, really changed in a big, big way the amount of contacts we can make. We used to say make 30 contacts a year. We used to say make 40 contacts a year. Now I'm up to 100 contacts a year. And the main reason for that is the ease and affordability of social media. Social media makes it so easy and it's completely inexpensive to contact your SOI. It's a wonderful, wonderful invention if used properly to grow your business. So we actually talk about a hundred contact annual plan and it's a combination of things like emails, mailers, listing e-alerts, social media posts, social media stories, phone calls, texts. Those are almost always a part of it, but you can also get into direct messages, face-to-face visits, drop-bys, client events, handwritten notes. We can, keep, we can keep going on and on about how diversified your annual contact plan is gonna be. And I'm gonna show you what some of those different plans might look like. But I have found that the key here is we, this, and this is gonna go against all human natural thought processes. We're gonna focus on frequency or quantity of contacts over quality of contacts. And I know that grates against the skin because everybody always wants, well, let's just do, let's just make sure it's nice and quality. The problem is that 
This is a game of mind to share, like we've talked about. We're trying to stay first of mind like Coca-Cola or Bud Light does. And we're trying to stay in front of them. So to do that, we have to maintain a certain consistency and frequency with our message. That's why we're talking about 100 contacts here. If you can't think of 100 contacts, we gotta find a way to do it. What I don't wanna hear is excuses. Well, I just wanna nail it down to like 10 contacts a year because they're gonna be very meaningful contacts. I'm gonna drop by and visit every member of my sphere of influence one-on-one 10 times. That's all I'm gonna do. You're not gonna have as good as results if you do that in your personal life either. That's gonna take you forever. You're gonna have no life at all outside of work. But you're also not gonna get the same results as someone who does 100 diversified contacts. And that's what I want. I want them diversified. Some are easier than others. Some are harder than others. Some add more value than others. Some are more real estate related than others. Some are more personal than others. It mixes it up because everybody receives different contacts differently. That's why we diversify. For example, if you send me a mailer, I am not gonna see it, but my wife will, which is good for my wife, but then she's gonna throw it away. I won't see it. But if you retarget a Facebook ad to me, I might see that because I'm on Facebook and, and you might retarget me there. Make sense? That's why we diversify different people. I mean, some people just completely unsubscribe to every online email on the planet. And sometimes rec people receive email marketing. Everyone's different. It's why we communicate through a variety of different marketing channels and networks. So we diversify our touches and diversify our contacts, okay? And you guys have probably heard over the years, I refer to some of the main contacts as a bouquet of roses, right? You know, when you give someone, if I were to like give Jody a rose, just a rose, it would look like I got it from the convenience store. But if I put it with some leaves, and I put it with some baby's breath and I put it in a nice vase and put some water in it. Now it's like, whoa, Brian loves me. You know what I mean? It's different. And that's what we got to do here. It's not just about one context. We have to have a plan, a system. When it all comes together, it's better. Just emails are just baby breath. And no one likes just getting a handful of baby's breath. No one likes getting an empty vase. You put it all together, it looks good. And that's the idea. People say, well, email marketing doesn't work. And if, you, if that's all you do, you're right. It doesn't work. That's just baby's breath. But it does set up your phone calls and texts. It does keep you first of mind if you combine it with social media, marketing, mailing, and everything else. So together it all works. So it's very easy to talk yourself out of this. Very easy. Okay. Now, from a CRM, CRM perspective, generally speaking, what we're going to do is we're going to take we're going to fill out a, an annual plan on a piece of paper so we can see it. Okay. And I'm going to give you some samples. I'm going to give you a, 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 a blank form to fill out to complete it. But then generally we're going to take that form and it's going to go into your CRM. Okay. And some things in your CRM are going to be on autopilot, like emails maybe are on autopilot. It's just going to do those for you. But a lot of it is just going to be reminders or to do or things that your CRM tells you to do. Like it's time to make your call your text. It's time to conduct your annual property analysis with each of your past clients from last year. It's time to start marketing for your next client event. It's time to get out that monthly market update mailer. So a lot of them are just action plans. And that's why a good agent goes to work every day. They open up their CRM and they see what it tells them to do. And then they do it. And boy, if you treat your business that way, because you're only going to have a few things to do. It's not like you're going to have a lot. Usually they can be done in one to two hours. And if you can just set up your life where you do what your CRM tells you to do, it takes crazy town out of it. And that's crazy town up there. And to run crazy town, it takes a crazy mayor, which is you, 
to run it. And we don't want you make crazy mayor making decisions. So while you're motivated and organized, you create your action plans and you put them in your CRM and then you stop thinking and just do what your CRM tells you. Because if you start making decisions every day about whether you're going to go to the gym or not, or whether you're going to go to church or not, or whether you're going to eat healthy or not, you're going to make some bad decisions in there. It's much better if you leave yourself no choice and your CRM can help you with that. So you plan out your your annual database contact plan, you program it into your CRM. So every day you log in and it tells you which calls you got to make, which mailers need to get out. It's automatically doing a lot of your emails for you. You're listing e-alerts for you. Most CRMs, including yours, do automated listing e-alerts. And these are all things we've talked about and we'll talk about some more here where, you know, everybody in your SOI should be getting listing e-alert emails around their own neighborhood. So they're the first to know any one of their neighbor's houses goes up for sale and sells so they can see how fast their properties comps are going up in value and how fast their homes is going up in value. They can compare the amenities of those other homes to their home, et cetera, et cetera. And that your CRM can usually handle for you. So long as your CRM has an IDX feed tied into your local MLS, it'll be able to say, say send out live up to the minute listing e-alerts for all your people. You can also set them up on just normal templated email or email campaigns. Those will go automatically as well too. So back to my bouquet of roses. Emails are in effect the baby's breath. They're easy, they're cheap, they happen on autopilot, take almost no time, cost no money, but they're highly ineffective if they're used all by themselves. So we have a rule, if you're gonna do 100 contacts a year, we really don't want any more than 20 or 30 of those being emails. Don't send 100 emails a year to everybody in your SOI. But they're good filler and they keep you first of mind and they do add some value with the listing e-alerts. A lot of people get highly addicted to those. They like to watch. I mean, I know I do. I know my mom does. I know a lot of my friends do. When, when I get emails of homes that go for sale in my neighborhood, especially if they're set through to go to me the day they go live, I didn't know about it. So every time I see one, it's news to me. So if you're going to set people up on listing e-alerts, make sure you set up for the setting that goes through immediately, same day. Don't wait and send them all out once a week. People will unsubscribe to you. But if it's same day, that means you're seeing it, getting the email, and that's the first time you knew about it because the sign just went up in the yard that morning. That's interesting to people. Now they're in the know, okay? The vase of the bouquet. We're going to hold the roses in a vase. That's your mailers. Why? The vase costs the most money. Um, That's probably the problem with mailers is they cost money. They are easy because you don't have to do much. You just spend the money and they go. So it takes very little time and they're more impactful than emails. Uh, The thing about mailers, I know people think, oh, in this day and age, we're going to use paper. Absolutely. Why? Baby boomers. That's why. They're old. They like paper. And guess who lives in the big expensive houses? People that like paper. Old people. Old people have lots of money. They live in luxury homes and they like paper. So until they all die off, keep using mailers. And then we'll reassess if I'm still alive. We'll reassess if mailers still work. But right now, they work. They work on my mother. You know, and you look at the people that live in those nice big houses, they're used to the paper age. They prefer paper. So play the game. Mirror and match your clients or your customers. Okay? Just remember, this is the one thing we're going to talk about that costs the most money is mailers. Almost everything else is activity-based time-based. So what I'll say to like brand new agents is really the biggest expense for a new agent is mailers. It's the bulk of their expense. 
Um, and as an old adage, your expenses, your operating expenses in real estate should not exceed 10% of your gross commission income, which is really hard for a new agent because they have no income and 10% of nothing is still nothing. However, we're trying to project a little bit. And if we try to project where we're gonna be, it's gonna be a very small number. So mailers are very tough for new agents. They're very tough for everybody. It's one of the, you know, and I always say cost of mailers should not exceed 5% of your GCI. So as a, you know, as a solo agent, half your marketing budget is gonna probably go to mailers. Cause what else are you gonna spend on? Client event, maybe if you can't get, I mean, you really don't have a lot of things to spend money on other than mailers. So it's your biggest expense. And it's an important one if you're mailing to your SOI. Don't go wasting it on things that aren't in your SOI though. Don't go sending mailers out to people you don't know unless you've got a real strategic farming plan or something. Because again, we don't like to like give baby's breath or the vase alone. We like to have it all together. You just randomly shotgun just listed mailers into a new neighborhood and that's all you do. You don't think you're gonna get anything. You, got, you have to have an entire marketing plan. You need to have emails in there, retargeting Facebook ads in there. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to make lots of touches to get the result we want, okay? Telephone calls and texts. This is actually the roses. This is your collection piece, right? You can give somebody the vase, the baby's breath. Well, before I say that, let me talk about the leaves. I haven't talked about the greenery yet. The greenery is very important. The greenery is gonna now be your social media, okay? Because that's where a lot of people are. Anybody that's, I mean, even boomers are on social media. My mom's on it all day long. My goodness. Thank God bless her. She likes every one of my posts, you know. But the greenery is what gives it life. If you just give people rose, baby's breath, and water, the greenery is what makes it fancy. It freshens it up. It's where people are going to get to know you. Um, so we do need to consistently be posting posts and stories. And we're also going to do our Facebook 10, 10, 5, where we're responding to everyone's posts every single day too. So it's not just what we put out there, it's we're going on and responding to everyone's posts too. So we're, we're contacting tons of people, that's 25 people's posts that we're responding to every single day. That's 125 people a week, that's a lot of touches. We're just going like, 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 uh, wow, great, awesome, congratulations, like, 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 share a post, direct message, hey, just wanted to say, it's been a long time, you know, things like that. We're going to work that 10, 10, five, and we're going to post and we're going to do stories and we're going to follow our four to one personal to business ratio. When we post for personal posts or stories to every one business related post or story. And then we're going to react to other people's posts, which is probably even more important to love on them rather than brag about you. And that's your greenery. That's your leaves. Great news. There is it's cheap. It's inexpensive and it's, highly effective, more effective than mailers, more effective than emails, cheaper than mailers, just as cheap as emails. They're both free. The only thing that's not highly effective as is the actual roses themselves. And those are your calls and or texts. And I usually say we need to have four of those a year. I like two of them to be calls and two of them to be texts. Usually you're trying to make a call. If you can't get them, you text them, okay? And this is where a lot of people fail because they don't want to do this. I'll give you an example of what all of ICC's clients are doing right now. You know, the start of every year, we do an annual property analysis with our past clients. So every single day, ICC clients are on the phone with at least one client a day 
going back a couple of years as a customer service and going over their property portfolio and saying, okay, you bought the house from us in 2019. It's now gone up 35%. Your house is now worth this much. Is your loan still the same? Okay, then you've got this much of a loan balance. You have about $250,000 equity in your house. I'm telling you that is powerful customer service. They will never use somebody else if you keep doing that every year or two. Not to mention they see how much equity they have in their house and they often wanna buy a new one because they can move up and put more money down and get a lot more house and be in their dream home and still keep their mortgage payment the same. All the while, they're just investing more in real estate, which has always been a good thing. Or they wanna buy a rental with it, or they wanna buy a vacation home or whatever. It, 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 it's wonderful news you're giving to people. And anytime you can get good news, it's great. So how do we do that? We maybe send them an invitation email. There's one contact. Maybe a reminder email, there's two contacts. Maybe we try to get them to agree to do it with a text message or a phone call. And then we actually have a Zoom meeting with them, which is another contact. So just around that one annual property analysis, we can get like five contacts through three diversified channels of communication. And afterwards, they feel wonderful because we added real estate relevant value to them, showing them that our customer service continues after we got a commission check and that they are truly our client. And boy, wouldn't they feel like a jerk if they actually walked into an open house and bought something without us when we've done this type of thing for them. And you make that an ongoing customer service you continue to provide your clients, right? Same with client events, same with anything. We can call and text around it as reminders, personal invitations to attend your client event. The whole reason we have client events is to think up a reason for get, for, get those phone calls in. I'll tell you that right now. That is the real reason we have client appreciation events. 10 years ago, we did not have them. We do now. It's because we needed to find reasons that we could call them and text them. <laughs> and it's very easy to call someone to invite them to a party. If you have a hard time doing that, I don't know what to tell you. You can also text the event invitation image, you know, with the who, what, when, where, why, and how on it, right? So now we're texting them, we're direct messaging them that. We're using everything in our client event contact plan. And we usually teach to have at least 10 contacts of inviting and reminding members of our sphere of influence for each client event leading up to each event. We have a lot of teams that do 10 events a year. That's over 40 contacts a year, just inviting people to a party, giving, 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 coming from contribution, adding value. A couple of those are texts and phone calls. Doing four texts and phone calls a year, two of each, let's say, is not so bad when you think of it in those contexts. And you're always giving. Nothing I'm doing is gonna offend anyone. Nothing I'm talking about is going to, right? So just remember with texts and phone calls, this is your collection piece, right? Giving somebody a bouquet of just greenery and water and baby's breath in a vase is not gonna get make anybody happy without the roses. You need to do the phone calls and the text messages if you wanna collect business. That's why to have an annual database contact plan that's effective with your SOI, we gotta have four of them total. Two phone calls, two texts is how we typically like to do that, okay? Now there are certain types of contacts out there that are a little bit more involved and you have to be selective with your SOI. So a lot of people will group their SOI. Like for example, you'll have certain people in your SOI that are vendors, certain people that are your SOI that are past clients. Then you have random general members, your fast clients, just people you know that know who you are by name. They may have not used you as a client. They may not be one of your vendors. They're just general members of your SOI. Or you can create a group like a VIP group. These are people that have referred you business. 
They've told people to go to you. So you got past clients, VIPs, vendors, or you get people that just group them and categorize them all. You know, it's like that utopian society uh, from 1984. We have the A plus clients, people that referred you business, A clients, which are your past clients, they've used you before, you know, B clients, your vendors, people like that, strongest advocates, people that you know very, very well, you feel very comfortable with. And then C clients are your, your general SOI members. So you can group them. And where that comes in handy is when you have special things that take a long time. Like for example, if you're gonna do an annual property analysis for everybody's property in your SOI, and you have 400 people in your SOI, that's gonna be time consuming. You may just have to be able to do that with just your past clients and your VIPs, right? Or if you're gonna do drop buys, you can't drop by on 400 people a year. I mean, you'd be, I mean, that's all you'd be doing is driving all over town, dropping by on people and giving them a gift or whatever you're doing. So you have to pick certain people to do that with. Even some client appreciation events, you know, like if they're real expensive or you're very limited on seating, you can only invite a certain amount of them. I'm not a big fan of those. I, I kind of like getting everybody covered in your client appreciation events. But I have some that like that kind of stuff and that's how you do it. So remember your rules. We can't have more than 30 emails. Cost of your mailers shouldn't exceed 5% of your GCI. And you gotta have at least and you gotta have at least two phone calls, basically. Total of four, two calls, two texts. That's what I like to see. All right, let's take a look at some sample plans. I think you'll like these. Okay. So you can see this is your, we're gonna start with the basic up here. So you got 15 standard templated emails. Okay. So this might be in your CRM or it gives you market updates. You probably have to update them and fill them in. Client event invitations, things like that. You're going to do three annual property analysis emails where you do the appointment invitations and reminders. Uh, 18 listing e-alerts, search emails. And again, that's kind of an estimate. You never know. It depends on how big their neighborhood and things because you know they're going to get an email anytime a new listing comes up or a listing sells or if you have them set to get under contracts and pendings too. So you can kind of you can kind of try to guesstimate the frequency depending on the settings that you use for them to receive listing e-alerts. 12 monthly mailers, two phone calls or texts, so it's a total of four there. And then 50 social media posts or stories. Okay, so it's a minimum of one per week with the daily 10, 10, 5, right? So you're gonna have 50 social media posts or stories. So that means every single week, assuming you're gonna take a couple weeks off, 52 weeks in the year, you're gonna be putting something out there. And remember that's on our four to one ratio. So four personal posts, not just selling, 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 or people are gonna not pay attention to you. Remember the algorithm on social media. They need to like your posts to continue to see your posts. So put stuff up there they like, which is stuff about you, your family, personal. They do not like advertisements. You just keep putting a bunch of open house posts up there. You're not gonna get a good response and no one's gonna see your stuff. And then you're also gonna do your 10, 10, five to interact with their posts, okay? And that's just a basic way of laying it out there, right? Then we got one that's real heavy on giving, right? Oops, sorry, uh, giving to get here. And this one uh, costs a little bit more money. We're giving a lot here, right? Uh, it's 18 listing e-alert emails, 
four just listed, just sold under contract, open house emails, evidencing success. This is great for new agents, the four, because the people know you, but they don't know that they want to use you yet. So you have to establish your success. So showing that you've just listed, just sold under contract, it starts to give you instant credibility very, very quickly. 12 different types of mailers and then 20 contacts for client appreciation events and 20 contacts for charity events. What that basically means is we're going to have 10 contacts each for two events a year. So we're going to have two client appreciation events a year and we're going to have two charity events per year. That's a four total events. Okay. Um, and that's pretty big. So we're going to, you know, and then we're going to have 10 contacts leading up, inviting and reminding and some post contacts, you know, e reminder emails, save the date invitations. Um, and those cost money sometimes. And that's where we get our vendors to help. And we've talked about that too. And your lenders, uh, et cetera. Now understand if this is new to all you guys, I'm going over an annual contact plan. We're going to do a deep dive into all this stuff, right? So if you want to learn about these annual property analysis, stay tuned. That's coming. You know, we're going to go into how to do client events. Um, I'm doing the hardest thing to do, which is lay out an entire plan that encompasses all the way to generate business from your SOI. When we do that, everybody's like, oh my God, how do I do that? Because if you haven't been with me and you haven't seen all this, it just becomes overwhelming. We're going to dive deep into all these. Like what is a 10, 10, five? You don't know that? Well, we're getting there. That's all gonna come in. But the first thing we gotta do is we gotta lay it all out because otherwise we're gonna do what most mortal agents do and most mortal agents fail by far. Uh, they just get excited about one thing and they try to do it. And you know, you have about a zero success rate when you do that, when you wait for something to naturally motivate you. Um, if you don't systematize it and put it in a plan and hold yourself accountable to doing it, I'm just telling you right now, it ain't gonna happen for long because then your mayor of crazy town takes over and starts making decisions why it's not working and stuff and it never works. So that's why I'm laying out a plan and we're gonna talk about how to systematize it, right? So again, that's why, I mean, this is this give to get, I mean, you can do client event contacts for two to three months before each one. This person's getting 40 contacts out of four events, right? I mean, this plan you'll notice has 124 contacts, more than the 100 needed because then we're going to do the 50 social media posts uh, down below as well, which is, you know, going to put us way over the top there. So, I mean, literally every quarter, this agent is doing an event, whether it be client appreciation event or charity event, every other week, back and forth, jumping around. So they're almost always inviting to the next event. Very, very much coming from contribution, very much giving, and a lot of touches, a lot, lot of different aspects of the rose, the bouquet of roses we can use to invite people to that. Whether we're doing toys for tots or coat drives on the charity, we're helping and coming from contribution uh, with the community, or we're doing photos with Santa, Santa or Halloween pumpkin deliveries or whatever it is. We're just reaching out and staying first of mind 24 seven and being that community resource with our people, okay? Then we move to the social butterfly, right? This is if for people that like to connect more in person and buy direct messages, a lot more conversation. There's pop buys in here for face-to-face. -face. So 10 emails in here and it's, it's pretty cost-effective too. So it's highly based on activity. So, you know, with the, with the client event, the previous plan, the giving to get, you gotta spend some money. This one, you don't have to spend as much money, but you gotta hustle. This is where you gotta run a little bit. I mean, we're gonna be working here. So if you don't have a big budget, you don't have a lot of vendors that wanna contribute to your budget, 
this is a great way to do it. 10, 10 emails evidencing success like we talked about before, four quarterly newsletters. So then we're gonna actually do some work there. Like newsletters means we're gonna actually put some content in those newsletters and spend some time on them every three months. Uh, listing e-alert searches, the phone calls and the texts. We're gonna do a Facebook direct message for every single one of the people in our SOI. We're gonna drop by every single one of them. That's a lot. Just one drop by on every member of our SOI. If you've got 250 people in your SOI, that means you're dropping by face-to-face -face with every person in your SOI every single weekday of the year. Because there's 250 business days roughly in a year. So, I mean, that's a commitment right there. One drop by for each person is a lot. Again, at one client appreciation event, so 10 more contacts picked up there. One charitable event, 10 more contacts there. And then 50 social media posts or stories, okay? So once that gets nailed down, we can spread them out. You know, you pick one of those three. And again, you don't have to use those three. Those are just three sample plans that I'm going to give to you. And those three sample plans, you can mix and match them anyway, but try to keep them over 100 contacts and, and obey the rules. Okay. Obey the rules. Don't get crazy and do 100 emails. You know, don't avoid the phone calls and the texts. Okay. And you can all download those plans and kind of mix and match them however you want and create your own on a sheet of paper. Then once you've created on your own on your sheet of paper, I'll even give you a blank one. I'll give you a blank sheet of paper that you can use as a as a sample, something you need. You could also use a piece of paper and, and a pencil as well. But it's just a quick fill, fillable form that you guys can always use and just call it my sample plan and then just type out just like I did. Two texts, you know, two calls, whatever you'd like. It's a fillable form. It works. And then once we've got that down, I'm not going to spend too much time on that because I think you all know how to write. Once we've got that down, we're going to go into your CRM and actually start inputting. And we're going to start inputting to-dos in there. Okay. So what I want to see in there is all of your action plans. We're going to have to plan out roughly when you're going to have every single one of your client events, which means you got to jump on that. What are our rough dates on that? You know, we don't, you know, at least know what week of the year or month of the year we're going to have it so we can have reminders set up leading up to it. And once we have those reminders leading up, now we know, okay, in, you know, we can send out our save the date mailer, then our formal invitation mailer, save the date email, first formal invitation email, reminder email, week of the event reminder email, you know, a direct message marketing image to every SOI member one week. I mean, there's endless contacts we can do in a client event or a charitable event contact plan. But I guarantee you, you won't get your 10 minimum contacts in for each event if you don't have it planned out. And if you don't get your contacts in, don't have the stupid events because the events themselves are worthless. They really are. The whole point of having the events is the contacts. And I know that all you like high eye social party planners want to have all these parties. Great. You have 300 people in your SOI. You're going to be lucky to get 30 of them to show up. The other 230 or 270 are lost. But if you do 10 contacts for each one of your events, it doesn't matter if anyone shows up to your event or not. It's all in the contacts. Remember, the, the game here is to get 100 contacts a year. And the client events are just a vehicle to allow you to do that. That is it. Okay. Now, so when we go in there, we're going to program out all of your to-dos over the course of the year. Your listing e-alerts, we're going to have to guess on. We can plan out your emails. We can plan out your mailers. We can plan out your, your client events. We can plan out our phone and text contacts too. And this is tricky because if we're going to talk about, you know, there's so many things you could call or text for. Now, if it's for a client event, 
you know, we know when we're going to do that. It's leading up to each client event along our client event contact plan. But let's say we're going to do an annual property analysis, which I love. It's my favorite phone and text. It's my favorite contact you can do with a member of the SROI because I think it's so real estate relevant. It's like, hey, it's customer service. It tells them they have equity in their house. You know, it's, it's a real meaningful con. It just takes a while. So you got all year to do it. So I'll use that as the example, but could really be for, you know, it could be if you're calling everybody to set them up on listing e-alerts, you know, call every member of your SOI. I'll take all year long to kind of tell them what the program is. They're going to start getting emails. It's for their neighborhood. Here's why we do it. So they don't unsubscribe, things like that. Endless reasons to call and text your people to provide customer service without offending people. So don't think that that is not the case. Um, top agents all know that. You just got to know what to be giving them. So we've talked, but I'm going to use the annual property analysis as one of those things. Here's how we break down who to call when. This this will this will be cool for you. But when we organize it in your CRM, here's what we want to do. Okay, this is your SOI call and text contact cycle. Okay, so I'll scroll down here so you can see. Basically, there's four quarters in the year. Each quarter has 13 weeks in it. So each quarter has 13 weeks in the call cycle. Now we used to tell people, call your A's and B's in week one, your C's and D's in week two, your E's and F's in week three. But there was, you know what I mean? Cause you just go through your alphabet and you set up reminders that way. But then we found out that it was disproportionate as to how many people you had that were R's and S's. <laughs> and those weeks became a living hell. So we kind of mixed them up differently and we actually broke it down based on percentage of population with people's last names, okay? So we have a lot of people that have an A last name and a, a W last name. So we actually mix them together that way, right? And so we got people like, there's a lot of people uh, with, you know, the last names of R and N equals 9%. So basically every week you're gonna have the same amount of contacts. Okay. We do have asterisks next to a few of the lighter weeks that we couldn't balance out, like the I's and the Q's. There's so few people with the last name Q and I. We could actually merge that weekend with another asterisk, the D and the O's. Okay. And when we do that kind of thing, or the Y's and the Z's down here, when we do that kind of thing, what ends up happening is we get a little bit more balance. So you'll notice we've got a few of our smaller weeks at the very end in weeks 12 and 13. So if you get behind, those are two very, very easy weeks to get caught up on. So in week one, you could program to-dos for all your A's and W's. In week two, you could program all of your to-dos to call and text your B's and E's. In week three, your D's and O's. And then what'll happen is you'll log in each, you know, each day of that month and it'll have a to-do is to go through that number. So you just stay on top of your contacts that way, right? Because remember, there's 26 letters in the alphabet. We've got them all here. There's 13 weeks in a quarter and there's four quarters in a year. If you do this, you will call and text everybody four times a year, right? Remember, the name of the game is staying top of mind. So we must stay top of mind with everybody in our SOI and I'm going to give that to you. It's in the drop down on the side as well for you guys by calling and texting. So that'll help you set up those action plans in your CRM, or if you break them down by each letter group accordingly, it should be pretty even over the course of the year. Okay. Now, lastly, I want to show you, we also want to do the exact same thing on Facebook. Okay. Um, and just in the interest of time, 
I am not going to go into Facebook and show you how to do it. But what you can do in Facebook, as we've talked about, and we're going to talk about further, is we can actually set up a list in Facebook the same way because Facebook ends up being like a separate CRM for us, right? So we can actually send direct messages or do our 10, 10, five comments, likes, posts, and shares with certain people in Facebook every day. And we can do it by letter group the exact same way, right? So we can have our A's and W's as one Facebook list, our B's and E's as another Facebook list. So we can set up separate lists in Facebook. So every day after we log into that CRM, there's a to-do in the CRM that says, do your Facebook list. So you log into Facebook and then you hit the next list that you have to do where you go and you like all the people with those last names. So we're interacting with the posts of everybody in our SOI that are in our friends list on Facebook. And we can even send direct messages to them the same exact way, like inviting them to a client event, inviting them to do an annual property analysis, or just commenting on their post in a direct message. It's a little bit more meaningful that way and they definitely see it. But that ensures we're utilizing Facebook the fast and we're just giving. All we're doing here is just spreading love constantly, right? So we can do the same thing on Facebook um, as we do with our letter groups to make sure we're organized in our attacks. We're not just going on there randomly, right? Uh, here's a quick walkthrough. I'll do it really fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is in your drop-down menu so you can look at it. But you click on friends, then we're gonna create a custom list, right? Then we're gonna create the list. It's real simple. You can do the list name. You can just do one for your SOI, or you can do individual ones like SOI A and W letter group, B and E letter groups. You can cre create one for each and every single one of them on there right? Um, and then you start adding your friends and you just add everybody in the, the neat thing in Facebook is you can go through all your friends alphabetically and just add them to that letter group. So that way, you know, if we can do this alphabetically, you'll know where you left off yesterday and where you still need to go. So we're making sure we consistently hit everybody in our SOI on a regular basis. So now you're not just programming your CRM, you're also programming Facebook. So when you go through your annual database contact plan, we're hitting things right when we're supposed to, everybody at the same time, not missing anyone. Because you'll notice when you post on Facebook, there's an algorithm there, the same people like your stuff all the time. The same people like your stuff all the time. You're, you're seeing the same people's stuff all the time. And that's because you're not diversifying who you contact with. If you start getting out there and liking all the different people and all these different letter groups, they'll start liking your stuff back because that's just what people do. So now tons more people will see your posts. If you ever wonder how people get 100 and 200 likes and you only get a few on their posts, that's why they're diversifying. Make sense? So spread it out, get more bang for your buck and contact more people in your SOI by being purposeful about it. And use your CRM to outline your whole database contact plan, not just in your COM, but also as you move into It'll actually control how you handle your Facebook lists for your direct message contacts, your, your text contacts, your 1010.5 contacts, all of the above, all of the above. So anyway, that's, that covers everything I want you to do about annual database contact plan. So that's where, you know, that's where I want you to go. Your homework is to create an annual database contact plan. That's it. I'd love to see you take the sheet we gave you fill it out, go over my sample plans and create a rough plan of what you want to do. And then we're going to turn around and implement that 
and program it into action plans, your to-dos, in your CRM. Guys, this is crucial. This is not extra work. This is not annoying. This is a realtor that wants to go into business for themselves. Do you have two hours to organize your business? Especially if you want more business. This is how you organize your marketing strategy. It's two hours and it's what top agents do. So please don't let crazy town mayor up here tell you you don't have time for this. This is useless. This is not digging a ditch. This is easy work, easy, easy work. Is it thrilling? No. Is it sexy? No. Is it necessary? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.